Yo, what's good, yo? Welcome to another episode of Fun With Dumb. Before we begin, I just want to announce that we have a live show coming up, um, not for the podcast, but a performance. I'm performing in Los Angeles on July 20th at MacArthur Park for free, all ages, and I have a bunch of uh, friends performing with me. This is an event we're calling Wet Hot Dumb Summer. It's me, my boy Wax. Hey. It's he was here. We just spoiled the surprise. Actually, oh fuck! No, nah, actually, you would have already been in the frame. So right. Uh, I mean, got, it probably says my shit on the yeah, yeah, title yeah. of the video. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's not a great surprise. <laughs> Satire. Uh, Cam Gnarly. Solo Wise. Uh, Rex Dizzy. Uh, Hero One. Azure. Um, tons more of performers. 8 p.m. All ages in conjunction with KX Fest. So this is July 20th at MacArthur Park in Los Angeles. I'm going to put a link here if you'd like to come to the show. Just show up. It's free. Bring whoever you want. It's part of the MacArthur Park Summer Series um, Outdoor Festival. Wet Hot Dumb Summer, July 20th, 8 p.m. Show up, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. So afterwards, you guys can go party or whatnot. But it's going to be great. I'm doing a set, and all my friends are as well. And uh, today, I'd like to introduce my guest and longtime collaborator, Wax. What's up? How What's you doing, Wax? On? I'm good, man. Good. Good seeing you, bro. Can't complain. Good to see you, too. We've done a podcast with this gentleman before, but before we had Timothy De La Ghetto and you uh, together. But I kind of wanted to do a separate one just to kind of dig deeper. I appreciate it, Into man. the mind of Wax. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about that show. Yeah, the show's going to be fun. I have a question, Yeah, not to derail getting yeah. into my mind. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, at a show like that, do you just like... Uh, do you do you make an effort to be clean? You see, it is a public show. Out, you know, it's outdoor stages, all ages. I do try to make an effort, but it's a very little effort made <laughs> <laughs> because you know you're in the zone, and you know my. I I understand it's a family event, but I feel like cursing. It's hard not. It's hard to give a fuck about that, right? Because right. I'm like that's the least of the worries we have, right? That's true for our youth. So it's really more. It might be more about like what you're saying rather than a couple fucks. And I, shit. Yeah, I think that's more important, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I try, but you know, if I if I mess up and I say a couple curse words, like you know, I don't think it's the worst thing. Right. Um, but, I'm wondering for my, for my own sake too, like what songs I should do, you know. Well, that's try to keep it kind of friendly. That's a good question too for you. I mean, I guess besides the show, have you made an effort as you gotten older? You think that's kind of changed with the way you write, you know the shit you say in your lyrics i think that not only not only is it with age and the fact that like i'm with kids more like i, I got a twin brother and he has two kids so i'm always the dude that like i i, I you know his their mom catches me saying foul shit that i just i forget that there's kids around so I'm, right. I'm starting to develop more of a filter and uh being older and just the times we live in make me say less like disrespectful to women mm. type of things yeah, and like yeah, yeah. dude i've said stuff in the past that i would never say now yeah like like know? bitches is yeah, like yeah. one of the most commonly used words and for me that's changed a lot yeah i still say it in, in a certain way where it can it's not like completely disrespectful directly mm-hmm. you know what i mean but definitely i've toned that down i have a new song where i say bitch but it's like I, I'm I'm being like it's talking about like a girl in a club and she she's saying I'm the baddest bitch in this bitch. 
right. And it's right, like, right. but I'm saying that she's saying that's it. tight. You know what I mean? That so, is bitch in this bitch. Yeah, yeah. Tight. That's a yeah. whole other thing too. Right. Like a little. I can't remember what I rhymed that with, but uh, but you know, I'm I listen to my old shit. I'm like, I can't believe that I thought that was yeah, okay. I had a song called Bitch. Right. It was completely. I helped you write that song. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, like think you helped with the melody and everything yeah, on you, that. Remember yeah. that old studio I had? You yeah. came in with the beat. Actually, Breezy was on. Anderson was on that too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny is he that, hated that song by the way. Yeah, no, it's funny is I, I, I that was my first ever exposure to at the time Breezy Lovejoy. When I heard his version, I was like, I don't know about this. Right, right, I about right. Because I, I thought it was like a more more like a hype. Thing, yeah, and, no, and he no. made it more smooth R and B. And overall, it's like especially from a, today's in, perspective, in hindsight, it was not a good song because. It was just completely disrespectful while not sounding that cool doing right, it, right, you know? Right. So, yeah. It's a building block, man. You got to make songs that are not good to make good ones. Yeah, you know? it's tough. I think when people talk about, like, uh, you know, age and how it, what it plays into hip-hop and you see even people throwing out around the words, like, washed and stuff, it's like, it's, it's really, it's that internal battle that person has, that artist has. You know, you can age gracefully in that industry, if, right. if your approach to things is really good. What up, y'all? Fun With Dumb is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with dozens of classes ranging from creative to entrepreneurial skills. I'm talking photography, creative writing. Um, if you want to learn how to use certain programs on your computer, they have everything. Um, and this is perfect for anybody who's trying to revisit a passion project or just step out of your comfort zone and learn some new shit. Because this podcast is all about that for me. I'm trying to learn from the OGs and veterans and experts in their field who come here and talk to me. Um, and I've used Skillshare for the last month. And I've, um, I've learned how to use this like program on my iPad Pro because I just got that. Learning how to draw. And I didn't think they'd even have it, but they had that class from beginners to intermediate to advanced, like three different courses, multiple teachers teaching even the same thing. You can kind of choose which one you want to go with. And it's been very useful. Um, and I, I've also found out about all these other classes that I want to take that I never thought I'd want to. And just for all my fun with dumb listeners right now, I'm going to offer you a special deal where you can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's two months of Skillshare for free. You just got to go to Skillshare.com slash D-U-M-B. That's Skillshare.com slash D-U-M-B. This is only for my Fun With Dumb listeners. Go right now to Skillshare.com slash D-U-M-B and use Skillshare for free for two months. Peace out, y'all. You, you won't regret it. Peace. I was thinking about the word washed on the way over here. You know what made me think of it? What? Um... I lost my adapter, the adapter that goes from eighth inch to new iPhone. So yeah. I have, I'm forced to listen to the radio in my car. Same right now. And I'm uh, going through that. I'm listening to all like, the 93.5. Right well, I'm I'm by I'm by myself. And when you're by yourself, you're honest, just like yeah, jerking yeah, yeah. off. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like like you know what you're into. Right. You know so, what I mean? So what are you listening to? You might tell people some politically correct shit, but like when you're by yourself, you know what right, you do. Right. But uh, like I listen to K Earth 101. You know K what I mean? Earth, yeah. Which is like they, oldies. Yeah, like oldies and shit from the eighties, which is now oldies. Yeah. And uh I just realized like I'd rather listen to like Pat Benatar hit me one more or what is not hit me one more time, hit me with your best shot. I just yeah. confused Britney Spears and For Pat all Benatar. the kids listening, oldies is even older than old school. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oldies is just really throwback shit. When I was a kid, oldies meant like shit for like like shit from Motown and back. Now oldies can be like Nirvana. You know yeah. what I mean? Oldies has been oldies for the last right, 25, right. 30 years. <laughs> but I realized today that I that when I'm by myself, I would rather listen to Pat Benatar than anything by Tyga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's not a slight to Tyga. That's not a slight to one Power 106 or whatever people listen to. But it's just. I would rather listen to like some shit like that. I don't that know. That's so true. I mean, for me, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, if I'm in the whip and alone, and I'm on Spotify, I don't listen to a lot of rap shit. I don't listen to much either. Yeah, and and that that's not. I don't think that's an old thing or whatever. I just I like turned up ratchet shit, but I like listening to that when it's like kind of thrown on me. Mm. Like I'm at a party or right, something. Right. Right. Throw that shit on me. You know. You know what? Maybe it's because when you get older, there's less times that you want to turn up. The percentage of turn up becomes from like 90, 10 when you're younger to right. 10, 90. That is true. That and now is true. when I hear the music, I want it to relax me. I want it to get inside and, you know, what it I'm has saying? to be the soundtrack for where you're at, where you're at right now. Right. And that's rarely the soundtrack for that's <laughs> <laughs> when I listen to Tyga, I'm like, I, I just don't care what he says. I don't like and I'm sounding like I'm don't like the music. It's not that I don't like the music. I just. Like what he's talking about, like th that he has a lot of stuff and then he's got a lot of women. Like, I'm not you. I don't care what that you have. Like, right. I'm kind of more worried about what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I like, you know, my, my whole shit about it is the radio has, I've never really had a great relationship with radio growing up. I never really enjoyed the radio, right. except like, you know, I, I remember when I was in fifth grade. I took the school bus all the time, like fourth and fifth grade. And for some reason, my bus driver played the Howard Stern show every morning. On the bus? Yeah, it was like completely inappropriate. Yo, speaking of stuff that sounds crazy now, yeah. my my roommate, Davey, he listen, he has like serious and listens to old Howard Stern all mm -hmm. the time. And like they drop faggot and retard. Like, I don't know. Oh, right, I, don't, right. I didn't even like just saying it just now. Right, but, right. but they drop it like it's oh, nothing, sure. you know? They had they had uh, like mentally disabled people on the show. Right. Right. Yeah, and see, they would call it. What is it? I, mean, I have to check myself right now while I said that. <laughs> it was named something the retard was yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It wasn't like Gary the retard. Yeah, I think it was Gary. Was it? Yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but like it was so crazy because I remember being on the bus and hearing all this crazy shit on, on, on the audio. And I was like, "What? damn, this shit was wild. And I, I was listening. Like, that's why I was like, I really loved Howard Stern from back then because I was just the, the, my school bus driver listened to it all the time. Right. And it was so crazy. Like he would have totally gotten in trouble. If yeah, people that's, found that that's out. wild and appropriate. Shit was wild. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the radio is just obnoxious. Be not not like not the music or whatever, but in between the commercials, like APR zero point five percent, like yeah, yeah, just so much shit going on. It's 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 stressful. As it sounds like I said. I just started kind of re-listening to it out of like I just don't have the adapter. Mm -hmm. I could go to the fucking store and get it, but I purposely didn't for a couple of days because I wanted to see what's going on. And it's just like, especially if you listen to like a, a morning radio show, it sounds. It sounds throwback. It sounds like right. some old shit, like the way that they talk and what they're talking about and the people calling in like, what's the weirdest experience you've had with an egg or whatever the fuck <laughs> they're talking about and they're laughing and shit that ain't funny, you know? Like, yeah, that that's that's one huge thing too. It's really not funny. Right. And, and I, I always feel like, you know, it, it's just a hosting thing. I don't know how you feel. How is the radio stations out in, you're from Baltimore. Well, right. my radio stations were more DC. I'm from a summer. Yeah, yeah. DC. So how was the DC radio growing up? Like it your was, host. It was cool. DC is a black city, so right. like a lot of the the music is uh, is most of the good radio stations are urban radio, and we had you know like uh, like Big Tigas from DC. He used to he, oh. he was he was a host on the radio. Okay, and there was some like syndicated shit like Russ Parr. You know, right, right, Russ right, right. Parr out no, here. No, no, no. 
Well, we had a guy that we had a classic dude named Donnie Simpson who had he was like from the older school of radio where he's like, What's up, y'all? How yeah, you guys doing? Right, right. He kind of had that smooth, smooth <laughs> jazz kind of voice. Of, yeah. We had like Big Boy in the neighborhood, you know. Big, Big Boy's funny though. I love Big, Big Boy. Boy's that funny. was he was dope because he had all these like ill prank calls yeah, and, yeah. and all that shit. And then um we had like, you know, Sway and King Tech right. wake up show. Right. So that was dope to me listening to that and people coming in and freestyle that was like super late at night and shit. right right i remember that it's cool I, ju I just think i think shit just changed you know mm -hmm. now you just see clips of radio stuff like breakfast club is dope you know Charlemagne is hilarious yeah obviously. that's and that's why that's why like that's why they're nationwide you mm -hmm. know what i mean that's why they're they're this big thing that's everywhere because most most cities can't beat the breakfast club with local talent you know what I right mean? right right um, going back to uh, just for the people who, who <laughs> I didn't even do a proper intro, right. but Wax is a uh, rapper, producer, uh, songwriter, um, makes hilarious videos, and we we met each other years ago um, doing the YouTube thing, which has actually changed drastically as well. You know, a lot of the YouTube shit don't really the scene of it doesn't exist, and we kind of like both you and I kind of got a little bit removed from the scene a little right bit too. right for sure i don't know why what what it was for you um for me i just kind of i i think i was getting too involved in like the youtube scene of it right instead right. of just using it as a platform to drop videos and music videos mm -hmm. i started turning into this like youtube personality that i didn't want to be right right you know all the jump cuts like hey they did today i never yeah i had a uh sometimes i gotta watch what i say and shit but uh i, I had a guy i had a I got some advice from some people, some pe that you know that like, especially with the way that YouTube works now. Like, you're supposed to do something. You're supposed to put out videos like every fucking day, and yeah. they, and they want them to be long and have people watch them for a long time. Like, podcast is probably a good example of something they right. would like. But like that, you know, people would advise me that if I wanted to get my numbers up or whatever, that I should I should post like daily blogs and shit. And right, then it, right. it gets to a point in life. I used to tell Zoe this, like. He calls himself DJ Zo. So right. like you you identify yourself as who you are. I never called myself blogger Mike Jones, you know what right, I mean? I right. call myself Wax like as a not whatever the fuck that word me, name means. I don't even know what that means, but it means like I'm a musician, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, the whole point was that I had a thing to do music with. And like if I'm going to become a blogger, I'm you know, I could work at a restaurant too. Right, I mean? right. Like, no, I mean that's the thing. I I think uh I I've seen a lot of old youtube heads who were doing vlogs every day they kind of disappeared because i think it was a huge like mental health issue mm. like i think it just drove him fucking crazy yeah i was doing it briefly and it fucking drove me crazy right right like it was it was it was i really hated what i was doing it was like killing my soul a little bit damn yeah and it was just like and it was it was it sucked because at, at one point like it started getting more views than my music stuff so i got kind of drawn to it more and more there's there some of the formats that are more like just talking head type of shows, like whether it's podcasts or like, you know, I don't want to fucking say people's names, but there's there's people that made really creative, awesome content. But then once they started doing something else, that became so popular that it's like, why do the creative shit where it costs money? It takes right. time when you can just kind of set up some cameras and and and, you know, it, not, does, it does really fuck it up for a lot of uh like creative content creators mm -hmm. you know because you see a motherfucker doing some corny shit and gets like millions of views and you're right. like fuck right shit is hard <laughs> i don't like, like the whole thing i don't know man the whole just shit on it bro it's okay just everything <laughs> in general instagram youtube it's just yeah. too much man you know i'm trying to i'm i i, I want to detach from it all the time 
but I also see that like it's part of my job. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I always, I'm always happier when I'm just not paying attention to any of it. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, what ha, what's it's become now for me is I like making some mo- like making a good amount of money and using it to buy time for me to like not be on social media. Right, right. I love doing that. So like now, like so I can invest in working on a project that doesn't like that's gonna take some time. Right. Not not just musically, but maybe writing a TV show or a film or whatever. But that takes time. Like I, you know, I gotta be at a cafe writing or studio writing for like say a year right but it's scary when you take that much time away from social media or whatnot because you're still got to pay your bills through the career we've had right and right. we've always been very like you know prolific and consistent with a lot of the shit we put out and when that stopped you know it's scared you're like oh shit i need to do something but that's why like if i get a sh- like a sh- offer for a show or a deep branding deal that's like a good chunk of money I try to stretch that shit out as long right, as possible. Right. It's just buying time. Right. And I love doing that. I, I mean, to me, I don't, I, when I, when you see me a lot on social media and shit like that, it's really not because I enjoy it that much. Honestly, I, I just kind of show face, make sure like motherfuckers don't forget me for It's funny how people, there's people out there that have fucking two followers and they post a million things every day. And like sometimes, sometimes I tell myself like, I should post more, I should, you know, it'd be good for me as a, I to, get the, word, to get the word out about my music and shit. I should just like let people in, let people into my life. And like, I don't do it cause it's not natural to me. Yeah. But there's other people that it is natural to them and nobody even gives That's a shit. That's what I'm saying. You know I, I mean? feel like that, that, but I never talk to them about it cause I feel shitty talking to them cause they probably want all the followers and shit. Right, right. But they have like 12 people and fucking they're posting like 12 Instagram stories a day. Right, right. You know? And I'm, I'm sure they're doing that to grow the following, you know, but it's, and it's and always then like, like all the hashtags and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I've also feel like I've, I used to be into it more and then like just, I naturally into it, but I like being a little bit more private and not out there all the time. Right. That's why Twitter is a great form. I love tweeting. Right, but you're good at Twitter. But I don't like being on Instagram stories all the time and shit. Well, Twitter is like is is good for funny people, and you're funny. Yeah, but it's also it's not even a funny thing. It's just quick, where you don't have to be in front of anything. You just type out a quick thought. Right, it's way easier to me than right. the other shit. You know, I just want I just want to put my music out at this point. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even I don't even want to be like. What What's the deal? So you you took a little break from putting out stuff regularly because mm-hmm. like there was a time where both of us, you know, we were putting out stuff weekly or you know monthly or whatnot. Um, is Is it just like in general? You just kind of was like, I'm gonna fall back on this kind of regular schedule of it. I would say it's probably a combination of things. I mean, yeah. like you know, last last year when EOM passed, like that kind of fucked me up. That was a big and, hit, yeah. And I I've had a you know I've had a problem with just fucking overindulgence in alcohol. You same, know what I mean? Same. And uh and like I'm trying to you know I, I haven't I quit you know what I'm saying I quit drinking. Oh wait, let's talk about that quickly because you know not just you I I have a big problem with that as well and I've but I've always kind of been good at taking a quick couple week break yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we both have done this over the years but you re- you just recently took uh like in the last year you took a break on drinking and we're both heavy drinkers so i know how right. hard that is like how long have you been sober now like nine months nine months mm-hmm. bro it was nine months on fourth fourth of july are you gonna drink after you have the baby or what <laughs> 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 no, i get, I get. 
I said I said something like that to a girl recently. Uh, like I accidentally said, like, yeah, it's like almost like I know how a pregnant woman feels. And she was like, No, you don't. No, you don't. Not at oh, yeah, all. She Not even pissed. fucking close. She was probably pissed. Yeah. yeah. No, um, but yeah, nine months is is, is hard because especially for you, you even had like a lot of alcohol references in your my, music. All my music's yeah. about alcohol. It's like it's funny because like my life was so based on it for so right. long. And uh probably one of the main reasons I didn't put out shit recently is because it, it starts it, it starts to really fuck up your pro- productivity, especially when you're older. You know, it makes you like kind of just like, hey, your night is taken up by getting drunk. Your morning is taken up by being hung over. And then the feeling you have the rest of the day is like, why do I I don't care about much? So it's almost a miracle that I'd even put out as much as I did. You know what I'm right. saying? Because I'm always like even in that time, I'm always I'm always right. That shit, is true. You know I know saying? it's not an excuse, but I've always I've done that too. We're set saying shit like that as an excuse, maybe for myself or right. whatnot. Like, God damn, like I'm getting still this much done while drinking. Right. And I'll shit on the homies who are trying to tell me like you need to chill on drinking. I'm like, bro, I'm killing it harder than you when I'm and I'm drunk. Yo, <laughs> that's why that's why AA meetings never worked for me. Cause I'd right. go, I'd go there and I'd see these people that are like, yeah, fucking sold my mom's uh, you know, they just they were on their fucking rock bottom is so low right. that when I watch them speak, I'm like, oh shit, I'm good, I'm right. killing it. Fuck and that. And that's a fucked up th- a way of thinking because we're trying to we should try to be the best version of ourselves, right? And not compare ourselves to people, right? And, right. And that's what we're doing. We're having these people like make us feel better about who we are. Nah, mm-hmm. like, dude, you, you got to compete with yourself and try to make yourself the best. I'm like, I look at it now like. And it's, dude, I could fucking talk about the effects of quitting drinking. Cause I, cause like I've drank heavily since I was a fucking child. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. So all these, like, I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of, like, I'm almost learning to relive life in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, and, and in, in terms of like creativity and, and making music and shit like that, I'm trying to kind of make up for lost time. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, you know, I just turned 40, you know? And I don't give a fuck. I'll say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like whatever. Show show age. Don't know. Show age. Yeah. Stage some people age. don't don't do that. I don't care. Yeah. But, uh, no, I don't care either. I mean, it's it's crazy because I I agree. Like alcohol has been a part of my life for a long time. You know, I come from a lot of like a family of alcoholics mm-hmm. and stuff, and uh, I've struggled with that a lot. And I've struggled with a lot of drug, you know, um, addiction too. Um, like just on a very consistent recreational right. level. Right. I I've had moments where I've gone down but i'm usually like i'll pick myself up but i'll still never quit you know right. and it a lot but the alcohol has always been like in my life you know well, it's uh, fucking fun man yeah it's hard not to drink it's like it's built into our culture everything is drinking and like you know like you said like i wrote a million fucking songs about it because i had so much like i wrote songs about how fun it is and then songs about how fucking terrible it is right because it is it is it's like homer simpson said alcohol is the cause of and solution to yeah. all of life's problems and whatever like drug i'm on i'm always drinking with it right <laughs> right like there's no drug that i don't drink with it's crazy right this is all bad but uh it's it's definitely something that that's a that's a point you get to in drunk drinking sobriety a point where you're like oh i could actually do another drug and not be tempted to drink even if i was on another drug right right you know? right no I'll, I, I'll still smoke weed here and there and shit yeah i i've definitely i i i know exactly like how much better i could be when i stop for a while just feel better next day i have a full day of work right, oh, right. my fucking face looks great people telling me i look better and shit people and, tell me that shit all the time yeah, dude yeah I don't. I don't know if it's true or not, but they. I mean, you know, people might just be being nice. I don't know. But no, I know. Like when I look at my past shit, like videos and stuff, and I was drinking the night before. Right. Right. Like face is bloated as fuck and shit like that. You can tell. 
Right. You know, so I, I think, yeah, man. I mean, nine months you've been sober um, and you're just planning to kind of keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm going for two years. Two that's, years. That's what I'm trying to do. That's a crazy goal. Like, I feel like no one just says two years. It was it was my boy who fucking said it. My my boy. It was almost like the way that my friend pre- presented the two years to me was almost like a challenge. He I forget the word he used. Uh, oh, like he said, you, you know, you just make a fucking commitment. If you if you can't do this, what the fuck can you do? That's some almost like drill sergeant. Right. Shit, right. You know what right. I mean? So I figured I'd do two years and hopefully and just see where I'm at at that point because it's very well possible that after two years I, I I might be like why the fuck would I go back to that I don't know yeah. it's hard though man it is hard I, I I you know I don't know it's like any given day you can just kind of relapse you could I'm you pretty know? confident that I I won't but after after like five months you lose that thing where like. Where like if you walk to the grocery store through like the beer aisle, you get like you're like I want one of those so fucking bad like that, right. like that weird craving, and then at, at nine months it's more like it's just boring. You know what I'm saying? Because what do you, what do people that don't drink do? I don't even know. That's what I'm fucking learning. You know right. what I mean? Right. And then then like then you start to realize that maybe part of the reason why you drank in the first place is to new like you know people are emotional beings. You know you ha- you have highs and lows. And like at like at about six months over, I, w- I felt like I was on top of the world. And then like a couple weeks ago, I was so fucking depressed for no reason. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and it's because you're not fucking. Are you are you tem- are you tempted more to drink when in like moments of depression or moments of like celebratory? Shit? What I tell people is the difference between being sober and and being a heavy drinker is when you're when you're feeling bad. Your first thing when you're so when you're like sober for a while, your brain goes, "How do I make this better? How do I improve this situation? What steps can I take to to try to better myself and get out of this shit?" Whereas if if you're if you can just drink, you just you just be like, "Well, fuck, I don't want to feel like this, so I'll just get fucked up." Right. And it's just kind of like pushing it backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I forgot what the question was. Oh no 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 no! I was just saying <laughs> yeah. I mean I I just I I feel like most people were tempted to relapse when you're going through some shit, right? Right. More than yeah, like, I think so. More than like, oh, I just got this deal or whatever, and you're trying to celebrate. And you're like, okay, why not? Well, like, I was at this like I was at this like a really f- positive. I guess yeah, I was at like almost like a like a rave party on the beach for Fourth of <clears throat> July. Yeah. And like some girl had a bottle, and she 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 was like, "You want a shot?" And I and like I said no, and I was just like, "Who the fuck am I?" Like right. I was like, what am I doing? I want it. Yeah, I want a shot, especially from you. Like, like especially yeah. from you. Yeah, I was much more tempted in a party situation because th- that's what I'm saying. Like after a few, after a while, that's that's it's just like when you like when I go to a party, if it becomes 11, 30, 12 and people start getting drunk, I'm like, why am I? I, I leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, L- is, is it? It's not really a regional thing. LA drinks as much as any other city. I don't think it's. I don't even think it's a. The whole world is like that. Yeah. Every single culture, like you, if you somebody's like, so like, what uh, ethnic background are you? No matter what you say, like, oh, party, huh? Right. Drink a lot. Like, Korean, oh, fucking big drinker. Like, you huh? know, Russian, what? oh, big drinker. That's oh, true. Mexican, I mean, a oh, lot tequila, of tequila. Eh? Well, a lot of people work at, like after people get off work, they're always down for a drink and mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, LA has a lot of people who are willing to go till the morning with partying on like any given day throughout the week well shit though like chicago shit stays open till four vegas vegas is you know around the clock obviously that's That's kind of vegas is kind of its own fucking thing yeah 
but but I'm, I mean, I think it's because people don't have the not classic nine to five situations. That's here. and that's that was my problem. Yeah. Like I have a I have a twin brother. We're genetically identical, so he can drink because he has he has a nine to five job and kids and real responsibilities. So it's almost like it's a way of regulating yourself because you just can't fucking realistically do it. You can't. Whereas like for me, like it's very easy, uh, especially if, especially if I got some shit going on. A lot of my income is passive from shit I did in the past. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. People listen to my old music or like. Every once in a while, I'll just get an email like, "We want to use your fucking song in a commercial." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Right, like, right. Yeah. And that's the thing that that's why it's tough because you're like, you can go longer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can you like you could if you have a job where you don't have to go. If you're the only boss, you could just go on vacation all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the thing. That's the fucked up part. I'd be drinking super late and shit. I'm like. <laughs> counting like the hours until my meeting like one two three okay i got four hours of sleep i'm good right and right, you right. count it on your fucking fingers and shit does drinking sad. does drinking alcohol help you sleep or make you sleep worse Nah, it helps me sleep helps you sleep. I, I well i don't get sleepy when i'm out and about drinking right you know i i'm, I'm really good drunk that's the, i think a huge problem you're a pretty good drunk too yeah like, well that's that's i think that's why me and you got along so well yeah. initially is because you're a happy drunk as yeah we're both happy we're not Wait, annoying. I, i've never i've never seen you like be like out of pocket you know right what I mean? right right we know i mean and i know a lot of annoying drunks too but me too it's like we're just happy talking shit it's mm -hmm. funny it's not annoying we're not the annoying rapper in your ear spitting <laughs> <laughs> directly in your face uh, <laughs> uh, i don't know if that's always true i think that we, uh, i think that we're probably like that that's true that's but i think true. that when you i think that you're you actually are so good at rapping that it's charming no no it's what, much more annoying when somebody sucks that that is true. I think for any rapper, they'll agree with that. Right. You know, but you have you have a charm that allows you to get away with shit. But no, that's I was telling somebody recently because when me and you first started working together, you were always super late. You were the kind of dude that was always late, and I was trying to be like, yeah, but but it, I never got mad at it. It was always okay. He'd walk in and be like, "What's up, man?" Like as if it was on time. <laughs> I'd be like, "There's something that he, there's something that certain people have where they have a charmingness. Uh, that's that's where they that's get away not with shit. That great of a <laughs> like that's the whack swack is superpower. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm charming. Right. <laughs> with all my faults. While I self sabotage myself, <laughs> I am charming. Nah, it's 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 cool. I mean, um, so. Let me uh, get away from that topic for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's great that we're making all these changes to her. You know, we've known each other for a while, and um, you know, I've I was there when you uh, got a major label deal with uh, Def Jam. I remember talking to you about it. We, me and you did a show at Santa Barbara. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, Daytime yeah, yeah, yeah. show. And I, and on the way back, I was going to sign the deal. That's so crazy. And you and Zoe were all super fucking pumped Let, about Let's it talk about that a little bit because um, I think for people, uh, how long ago was this actually? Ah, shit. That was two, th I did the deal in 2011. So about eight years ago, um, this was when we were making music and you know, um, all of a sudden, uh, he got a, he got signed to Def Jam Records, and this was directly through L.A. Reid. Yeah. Like, and how did that happen? So you were in a meeting with with L.A. Reid. Yeah, I had I had solid management at the time, and they got me a meeting with L.A. Reid, and it was like fucking so, so like storybook because it was at it was at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and it was in, in like a little bungalow. And I just brought at that time, you know, it's, I, th I guess people still you bring a CD you yeah. know, of your fucking like two like pop songs, kind of like songs that sound like they would be 
on a label. You know right, what right. I mean? So you brought the song, brought you that, played and it then for I, and then I I play I brought my guitar. You brought I, the guitar too. Yeah, yeah. What, so what, were you just planning to play? Yeah, it, it was good. It was like that kind of meeting. Okay, it's like okay. show me show me what you got. Right, you know? right, that, right. Dude, I've been in a lot of meetings like that. That some, yeah. sometimes it's fucking weird. Like there's a, like, what was the fucking? You didn't see yesterday yet, did you? No, I wanted to watch. I it. I watched it last night. You should see. It. It's cool. It's good. Yeah. But uh, there's like a, a boardroom and there's all these people. You know right. what I mean? And like you got your guitar and you got a fucking and you and you. It's really weird to like feel people judging you as you're playing. You know what I'm saying? It makes it kind of a little bit more difficult because you know that some of them are like, who the fuck is this fucking guy? Right. You know what I mean? But in L.A. Reed's case, he's he super super liked me. He was just like. After you even played the songs for you played the he songs fucking looked first. At me, he looked at me. He's like, "You got it." Man, That's crazy. You got it. And maybe that was fucking bad because if he was wrong, he fucking <laughs> sure as fuck fucked up my ego. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I will say the fact that I every time I hear you play like acoustic songs and your lyrics just connect really fucking well. Oh, thanks. So man. I can see like him grinning at when you get to each line or a punchline thing or like see, I, I can I, see that i think the motherfucker's right <laughs> i think i do got it yeah yeah yeah. but i fucking get in my own way you know what i mean right 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 it's funny because at the time i i had all i thought that they were fucking up and looking back at it now there's maybe they fucked up a little bit but i was the one who was really fucking up you know what it's, i mean it's a mixture of both because what people don't understand is like you do have to keep that momentum going on yeah, your own yeah. you can't count on it and i i do think that it, it is like a lot of artist success is dependent on them too. yeah absolutely no matter how big of a team you have yeah you i know? have a weird thing too where you know even the way you introduced me like it's much better for for corporate america or whatever if a product is easy to sell it's mm -hmm. you can fucking uh, you could describe an artist in a tweet you know right. what i'm saying whereas for me it's like what he does all these different things so it becomes a science project and everybody thinks they know everybody this guy's like yo man you should fucking really focus on that guitar shit and you should be almost like a folk singer you know and then this right. guy's like put the fucking guitar down what are you doing like right. be a rapper you know what i'm saying so so you felt that a little yeah, bit yeah hell yeah and the, and it's not just it's it's also internal but it's but it it's amplified when you're under pressure. It's amplified when you're a fucking alcoholic. You know what I mean? Which at that time I was really bad because I I never had money like that. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, Wait. So he signed you on. I remember um, that he was kind of on his way out of Def Jam. As soon as I got fucking signed, he fucking left. Yeah. So he was kind of like, I'm gonna get squeeze this dude in. It was almost like, yo, he, he must have he must have really fucked with you though, because he didn't like, know he didn't know he was going. Oh, he leave. didn't. Okay, okay. I mean, he he his plan his intention was to to sign me and fucking work with me, but right. he 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 got on one. I don't know if it's like America Got Talent, America Sings the America fucking does gymnastics and sings the, one of those right, right. fucking songs, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, shows. Yeah. And it was you know those judges get a lot of money. He was a judge on one of those shows, so he left to do that, and uh, it kind of left me in a weird situation, but. So you got a lot of you got a lot of money at once, and then I remember like you built out a little studio at yeah, this yeah. crib in the valley, and uh, yeah. So what like from there, like what what, what was what happened there? Like well, did something changed in your head, like what you have to do or your strategy or what, what was it? I, now you have this I, team, right? I for when I first got signed, I was I was going super hard. I, I re released two mixtapes on my own in the 2011. I put out two mixtapes. A lot of it was EOM shit, and a lot of it was just like you know shit i really liked and i did a couple set i did like some of the first producers they had me working with had some real good sessions but then as time went on 
like they weren't they weren't super feeling the stuff I was doing and mainly because like the, there's really only one thing that an artist like me at that time would be useful for and that's big fucking radio songs you know what I mean right and uh, they didn't feel like I had any and you had a couple of hits where things popped off in Europe well I had one I yeah. had the one song Rosanna but they they had dropped me the day before I put out the Rosanna that's video so, that's so crazy. the day before I put that out and then it blew up and it I wish that you know looking back at it I said the day I made the song I sent it to them like yo this is a hit blah blah yeah, blah yeah. but you know not everybody agrees on this shit man it's subjective right. you know and you don't mean? know where it's gonna hit either yeah exactly you know you, I you, thought it was like perfect for Southern California it's right. fucking you know but like, apparently it's perfect for Austria you know it was the <laughs> yeah. num- it was the number one song in Austria for four weeks in a row that's I was on tour with Watsky in Europe and we were we had turned on the radio that song was on there yo if that you talk if crazy. you talk to some if you talk to specifically Austria that's where it did the best if you talk to somebody from Austria like I've met you meet a lot of international people if you hang out in the mu- the musician community in right. LA and like uh, like my boys drummer friend was like that you did that song what like like there was fucking a big song over there this is weird that is so bizarre so i i've had a it's a lot of like you can't fucking you know close your eyes and manifest everything you know what yeah, i'm saying because a, you can't predict what's going to happen and yeah. i i'm in a position right now where i can't i have in a year from now i could be homeless or a fucking not probably not billionaire but i could be a fucking millionaire i don't know i think that's the thing a lot of the cats don't realize you know we've been through this journey where sometimes we'll hit and get in viral song Mm -hmm. like i had a song on spotify number one uh top 50 viral charts it was the harambe Harambe. song so and the only reason that happened was so the harambe shit happened like the gorilla gorilla thing with the kid yeah yeah that happened like way a months and months before the song dropped but right when i dropped it they did this meme thing like like a week after, like the same week I or remember something. This. That meme yeah. started popping off like Dicks Out Dicks for Harambe. So this shit started spreading crazy uh, and the song is a banger too. So it got, like, and then all of a sudden I saw it climb up the charts and it was number one on the thing. That's crazy. That shit was wild. And then there's other things, you know, like the safe song that was like during the Oscar So White shit. Mm-hmm. This is why if you talk to any fucking... I mean, successful person, especially in the music biz or entertainment biz, timing is everything. And, the thing, about, and the thing about timing is it's not something you can predict. You know what right. I mean? Like, shit, dude, I'm telling you, and this might sound like whatever, but at that time I had all this these resources and they were like, we need a hit. And I didn't have hits. I, I'm telling you right now, I have a fucking hard drive that's got fucking hits on it. Yeah. And if yeah. I put it out, it's like a tree falling in the woods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I'm right. I'm looking for fucking. It's true. You know, I, I'm looking for fucking people to help me with timing shit, is right? everything. And I think even like, for instance, if you ta- think about Lil Nas X's mm-hmm. Old Town Road, you would think like, oh, it's this black kid doing country music in Trump's America right now. You wouldn't think that would hit. But actually it does because the first of all, the song is a, mm-hmm. a banger. It, it's a good song. Right. And then on top of that, there's all these people hating on it that the other side wants to fight for it more. Right. You right. know what I mean? Just because there's all these racists like, oh, this black kid can't be on the country charts and right. all this shit. It makes me be like, nah, fuck that. Like, we're going to ride love, it. I love Lil Nas yeah. X. And yeah. when he came out as gay, I, I was like, I love him even more. That's what I'm saying. Like, and what yeah. him, him doing the Billy Ray Cyrus thing was brilliant because like. There's a lot of people that ride for Billy Ray Cyrus. They weren't going to ride for him, and it confused fucking rednecks. You know right. what I mean? And uh, at the end of the day, a fucking 
a hit song is powerful, man. It's powerful, and, and there's a lot of like, look make, at Kanye. Like, you, who I don't care what Kanye says, his music's fucking powerful. Yeah, know? and in the kind of the the world we live in right now in the, the United States, like I want to root for shit that pisses off white people. Yeah, yeah, I get <laughs> that for sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And like Lil Nas X embodies the that. Funny, in and, and what's what's great about the way that Lil Nas X pisses off white people is that you've seen the video where he goes to the elementary school. Yeah, that was great, dude. That shit fucking it that shit moved me you know what i mean and the way the best you can't argue with that it's fucking children having like it's joyous it's kids. wholesome as fuck it's pure yeah as shit. and and it doesn't matter what fucking gender the kid is what race the kid is because kids don't give a fuck about that shit anyway they don't you know so he's don't. demonstrating like hate is like tight, yeah you know what i mean hate so, is taught and hate yeah. is toxic and he's dem he's he's on the side of love you know what right. i'm saying lil nas x is on the love side he's not on the someone give lil nas x a children's show bro yeah that would be fire, bro. Like if any, if any, he does say "lean" in the song, which is funny to me. That is but, funny, yeah. but you know, he didn't fucking know. There's still like wholesomeness to Wranglers on my booty. Yeah, booty, <laughs> booty is wholesome. Yeah, that's, lean not so much. Right, know? right, that's true. Lean all in my bladder. Yeah, in his bladder. <laughs> it, but it just sounds funny the way he says it because it's like a cowboy sipping on some whiskey. But right, like, right, just, he sounds like the way he a cowboy would say that, right. but about lean. You picture. <laughs> and he pulls out that little fucking medicine bottle. I could see him yeah. walking in a saloon with a double cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's great. It's great. I support all that shit. I mean, there there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of shit that's very, you know, Trump's land, but the other side that's like extreme come going on in culture too you mean like the the far left and far right the far it's it's both far and they but and they and, they, and, they actually agree on a lot of shit really they agree on like true. censorship of shit they don't like you know what i'm mm. saying whatever they don't like it shouldn't be said you know that I mean? is true that is true but i do feel you know i i don't want to be biased to like the left or anything you know right. but there's just hateful shit that i'm just like fuck that shit right and i get it everyone has the freedom of speech but i'm not for hate i'm not for hate you know what i'm man. saying I'm I'm, i don't either. i don't care like if you have the right to hate i can't say i support yo, that it just yo, feels more e it feels more than political it feels more like just just evil uh, that, you know? i told you just a second ago i went to like this fucking rave beach party in san diego on fourth of july you know fiesta island are you familiar with san diego uh no i don't fiesta island is this island in the middle of san diego bay there's just like one little road that kind of goes out to it and people go out there and party and on fourth of july there's fucking people out there with camping and shit everywhere and this time and and this is fucking san diego in the middle of there there's all these trucks there's like a group of fucking big ass pickup trucks yeah. and they got a fucking flagpoles on the trucks with big ass confederate flags on it Right. You know what I mean? And like maybe if you're in Georgia, like <laughs> yeah. at, at least they might think right. they're not being hateful. But this shit was like a fucking fuck you, everybody. And right. like this is a diverse fucking crowd of people partying down right. there. And there's families and like there's like little black children fucking what's that, mom? You know what I'm saying? That's and crazy. I'm just like, that's that's wild to fucking care that much. Like, why do you like to put that in people's faces on the 4th of July in, at, yeah. at, a, at a supposedly a party situation? I've had some experience in San Diego. That's pretty sus. For well, they have too, though. they have them out 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 in the eastern right east of San Diego is where a lot of these fucking like skinhead dudes. I did a show, at, in, even though I fucking look like one of them. <laughs> Dumb's I, Dumb's uh, microphone company is H E I L Heil. <laughs> 
first of all, I, I don't I don't know what that the story yeah. behind that is. Well, like, I always think of it because that that's why usually if you go see me perform when I'm doing rap shows, yeah. I wear hats now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when you do put your hands up, everybody put your hands up, and then somebody t- snaps a picture the next day online. I'm like, <laughs> this, and I'm like, yo, that don't looks worry. horrible. This isn't the same mic stand Hitler used when he was doing his podcast. <laughs> I, I assure you, it is not. <laughs> what the holocaust? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. That's that's too funny to censor. I can't. I'm not going <laughs> to. But no, I was there in San Diego. I did a show and though my homie was wearing um one of those parody Make America Great Again hats. Right, right. Well, I forgot what the fuck. See, I like, can't even wear a parody. It was hat. like make weed like some stupid shit. I don't I don't even like like Trump fucked up red hats period for white people. I, I first of all I hate He the, probably the Cincinnati Reds probably fucking lost a bunch of money off that. I don't like the parody version Me of the neither. hats cuz they look too close to the real right. one anyways. So I don't know you're not even being funny about that shit but <laughs> the dude had, my homie had like some kind of weed version of that, you know, make cannabis great again right, or some right. shit. But the dude thought it was like a real hat. He was like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> like, no shit. Passed by us and shit like, "Yeah, bro, yeah." And I was like, and we were just like, "Yeah, fucking smoke weed every day, bro." No, but he was like full on Trump and shit. There definitely now that I'm thinking about it, there definitely is much more of that in San Diego than there is in LA. Yeah. If you fucking had some Trump shit in LA, somebody fucking punch you in the face. But it's like Orange County too. Orange County is the worst. Orange but, but East East San Diego County, like Santee and Lakeside, like my brother says, the people call Santee Clan T. Like they, it's supposedly it's like some, some weird shit. But it's just it's just weird because you know it's it's one thing like when you know the documentaries where you see people doing like little weird skinhead punk rock shows in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But to bring it to the public on Fourth of July in this really aggressive way, it was just like it was just surprising. You know right. what I'm saying? Fourth Fourth of July is a very tricky holiday right. during these times patriotism is getting tricky dude. It, it's so tricky because you know? you're like you don't want to you're not as proud as you are about being american during this time yeah it's weird it's you weird. Know? even like you know i used to do the dale firebird character and like after a while it like with trump and shit it got it's not as cute as it used to be you right know what i'm saying <laughs> right, to right. just to kind of just be like an all-american yeah redneck, you're you know like dale firebird would say some racist shit yeah. right now <laughs> yeah but i adjusted his character to be not racist yeah 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 no, but, like but if you but if you watch the old ones like he definitely was homophobic that's for sure oh right 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 no, it's it's it is tricky like i was like okay i'm not doing a fourth of july instagram post this year I still do it, man. You know, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm patriotic. To no, a no, I am. I'm, 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 I mean, I can't front like, you know, I have a better like. I'm, I'm full on American, right? You know, like my views. I would consider you very American, actually. I, I'm wearing fucking camouflage pants. Like I'm That's, ready to go. No, you just yeah, you made it even more so. Oh, no, by the way, I had a funny ass joke against my home. Like we were at this, we were in this camping trip, and my boy, uh, Korean dude was wearing this camouflage like overalls and shit. I called this fool Long Duck Dynasty. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it was so racist but so fucking funny. That's I, funny as shit. I have to keep I every time I see a homie and we have an opportunity to share that joke I do. Because it <laughs> killed. It fucking killed. But uh yeah, no no I, I am I am in that sense. But I'm very uh I, I I'm 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 an immigrant, you know, and like see, I, I, I could th- the the American story and that I grew up believing in was an immigrant story. That's right. what the fucking Statue of Liberty says. The Statue yeah. of Liberty says, "Give us your poor, your whatever the fuck it says, something like yeah, yeah. like we'll take them all, we'll take everybody." Right. You know. So for you to be be to have a difficult road in here and to thrive and to also like fucking didn't you tell me you learned English from married with children? Because at yeah. a certain point, <laughs> pop culture is American. Well, pop, yeah, you know? I mean pop culture f- fully. I, I I think when I just say immigrant too, I think. I, I 
um, associate myself really a lot with the Latino immigrant right. uh, immigrant kind of experience, which is kind of what's talked about the most right now, right? Like every year there's a new thing. It could be like the Muslim right, thing right. Or, or the Latino community. And right now we're talking a lot about the Latino community because about the borders, Mexico mm -hmm. and all that. And I associate a lot with that because my mom came in through the, through the border and Mexican yeah, border yeah. as a, I, I'm full Korean, but she came in through the Mexican border carrying me and my sister as a child. They, I grew up with a lot of Spanish in the household. All my friends were Latino. So I think I associate myself like a lot, like a lot more um, with, with the, with what's going on. And when I hear immigrant, I know it's like everybody, but right. I, I think currently right now with what's going on and that, that when Trump says immigrant now, he means Mexican. Yeah. And for a while back, he might've meant Muslim, but right now he means, that's what I'm saying. All I, everything that, that is code, everything is code words. You exactly. Know? And I think we should kind of think about that. Of course, I'm not trying to exclude everybody, but we should also understand that's kind of what the fuck he means, right. you know, and, and for him to just kind of say that, you know, it's, he is kind of beating around a bush about We're that. We're kind of, it's interesting because really patriotism is di now divided in, into two camps. Like what is, what does America represent? Does America represent white people who have been here for a long time saying this is our shit when, come on, dude, like y'all took this shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not really your shit. Like, it, like look at the way the world is and where different races of people are from. Like y'all just came here. You know what I mean? It's right. not really your shit. And uh, the other definition of patriotism is... Uh, is the Statue of Liberty what it represents that everybody can come here and it's an equal opportunity where all man is created equal you know what I'm saying so it's like is it the, is it the spirit of the words all men are created equal or is it the the white supremacy of the words saying all men are created equal but having slaves you know what mm. I'm saying it's like that's it's like there's kind of two definitions of patriotism at work you know right I mean? it's it's still yeah there's like levels of power right you know um I, I i had this conversation with a homie today in my group chat because um there's certain countries that we immigrated from it wasn't like it that ended up thriving not like we're running away from shit going to would war would you consider korea that korea yeah. is one of the fastest developing countries right? right so like when when my parents left maybe there wasn't an opportunity at the time and they're like seeking a better, you know, world for our family and whatnot. But the country actually ended up thriving. Now Korea might actually be better than Koreatown. Yeah, but right. yeah, but my <laughs> no, I mean, I, not I still better, think not better. I, yeah, but my 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 friend was like, "Yo, does your parents? How do they feel about that? Have you ever had that conversation with them? Like, do you kind of regret leaving oh, a country that's an that interesting was question. getting better?" And I told them, I actually don't think my mom and my dad like they they haven't gone to Korea. Like, my mom hasn't gone back since she came here. Not once. Not once. No and my shit. dad, my dad has a few times, but I I don't think my mom would like it more. I don't think she'd prefer li living out there because my mom's not Americanized in a sense. She doesn't speak English and yeah, she, she doesn't speak English and, um, you know, hang out with mad like Americans and shit, but she's Americanized in the way she, her lifestyle and I know what comfort you mean. I know and what you mean. things she's used to, you know, I think she would feel stressed out over there. What are the specific things that would make her culturally or whatever over there that would make her feel like 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 the the shit that the sh that she has that's American here that she wouldn't have there. I feel like over there you can't really take a breather from your own people. <laughs> you know, like you need a breather sometimes. Right, right. Like over there, it's always everything's like Korean way of living. Right, right. You know, this, that's the great thing over here. You don't have to be like that all the time. Well, that's what's that's what I always thought was so cool about America. Espe I mean, especially a place like L.A. Like you can fucking. 
you can eat any kind of food, you can meet any kind of people, you know, but not everybody's like that. The people that are the most racist actually see the less diversity in their communities. You know what I'm saying? Like you've, you've toured, you know what I'm saying? You've seen, you know, a lot, a lot of towns don't have Korean people. They, you know, I didn't know what, I mean, I'm from a town like that. I didn't know what pho was. I mean, I had, See, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, pho for sure. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, I didn't like, there's no pho restaurant in my hometown. Right. If my motherfuckers don't eat sushi in my hometown. Motherfuckers do not do yoga in my hometown. Like right. all this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's also a time thing. It's not just where I'm from. It's also, you know, they didn't have the information. The you know, now, about, now people have the food network and the internet. The and thing shit. about Amer- like America and then all, you know, not just America, but LA, LA or whatever, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. No, right. No matter how much you want to be comfortable. Right. It, you're forced to pu- be pushed out. You know, people I mean? like to be comfortable. That's why, that's why there's things like Chinatown. Yeah. You know I mean, like my mom would never be pushed out of her comfort zone if she was in Korea. Right. Her whole life. Cause you're just there. You can try to go to a different section, but it's, it's still Korea, you know? Right. But uh, I think over here she's pushed out of her comfort zone, and it's 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 great. You know, she finds out things, especially if you're older. You know, unless you're pushed out of your comfort zone, you're never gonna get out of that shit. You right. Know? So right. when when you're older, it's great for her to be pushed out and f- find out about things that she might have never liked. Right. And, and that's great. And I'm I'm glad for her and my dad that they got to experience that at the very least. You that's know? interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You pee, it's, it's shit from other cultures that you would have never even thought to do. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you, wait, you were adopted, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Wait, how, how old were you when you were adopted? Like two months. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but you he was adopted as twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, twins are tricky because sometimes they adopt them separately, too. Yeah, it's it's rare, though. Oh, they really? usually They usually okay. keep them, at least in the United States, they, they usually... I fire documentaries. Where you seen the three, the three dudes? I know which time, but I haven't seen it yet. That shit's though. crazy. I know, I know Nora that is telling crazy. me about it, yeah. Oh, nor yeah, yeah, she, yeah. That's that's the New York type. Yeah. Thing. Oh, is it the ringing? Okay, it's I'll, cool. I'll give it a couple times. I'll okay, give it. Give I'll, it I'll take bit. a little chance. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> taking a, little... a chance on the parking meter for yeah. y'all. Yeah. So you were adopted. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I remember it so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So at two months, something like that. Yeah. And and uh, you don't know any information on your biological parents. No, I know them. You do. I met them. Oh, like, you did. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, I met them eight years ago when uh, when my brother first had kid, his first kid. <sighs> Sorry, I started smoking cigarettes again. <laughs> Running up and down the stairs, I'm fucking winded. But uh, <sighs> where are they? Where are they from? That's crazy. How you how all right, wind- bro? I'm all right. <laughs> I, I just had to think about how like I need to stop. But uh, yeah, when my brother had his first kid, he for medical reasons he like just Facebooked my biological mom and found her in like two seconds because mm. he knew her name and what's what college she went to oh shit because that's when they had us they were going to college yeah it's like a one night stand in college and uh and yeah so so <laughs> now now we we know her and she reached out and found him so now i mean just like two weeks ago he was in town and we went out to eat you know my yeah, biological yeah. Dad. And, and you guys are like so much older now so mm-hmm. you guys do your own thing she doesn't have to work but yeah now i know my the parents that raised me and the parents that genetically fucking that's cool you know, made me and if you look at all of them it kind of like i'm like oh i kind of make sense you know what I'm saying? that's crazy yeah but yeah. uh he was he's like a musician like he not professionally but he's like Who he did plays the dad yeah, yeah yeah oh wow are they together no nah. oh it was they're not okay nah. oh so you found both of them separately yeah yeah oh well shit. my brother fa- i didn't do anything my brother did it yeah uh, he found her and then she found him yeah and they both they both live in like the dc area 
my uh, my biological dad owns a Cuban restaurant. He's a Cuban dude. That's tight. And he owns a Cuban restaurant that like when I go on tour, he fucking hooks us all up with food and shit. If I ever go on tour with you again, we gotta go. Cubanos, Silver Spring, Maryland. It's fucking delicious. That's what's up, man. Shout out. You got the <laughs> shout out. To, yeah. Shout out to my biological dad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cuban sandwiches. They're awesome though. They're all all four of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's happened so early. So like, you know, your family, it wasn't like probably as like you, you didn't think about it su- super early on too, right? Or no, like, and I was always un- like when I was a little kid, I didn't even know what the word meant. You know, I just knew that I was adopted. I didn't even really know what adopted meant. But I also have an older sister who was adopted. And I think she struggled more with it because she felt more like alone in the world, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think still does. But uh, I always had a I always had family. I got a twin fucking brother. You know right. what I mean? So. I always had somebody that I could relate to on a biological level or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? I've always had a blood relative. Yeah. Are you are you planning to have kids too? My my brother having kids makes that drive like go away for me. Mm. Like I I feel like I got enough. I got yeah, I, I got enough. Bullshit. Yeah, you know, that's I'm true. I'm like I'm super close with my brother's kids and with my sister's kids. My especially my sister's older kid. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't I definitely don't like I never ever ever like sit around and think like like about having kids never right right never. yeah I, I never sit around ha- plus i see how fucking difficult it is it's super difficult i think if it happens it'll happen right you know, like i I hope that i just yeah you I, hope that you accidentally impregnate the right person yeah definitely right i i'm super i'm i can't wait till that happens i mean no and no, i can't it's not that because <laughs> it could ha- it could be fucked up where it, could be like, it could be like it could be it could be like a fan in another town i had a homie who impregnated the first girl he ever slept with really yeah, and then he had her at a very young age, and now he's like fucking ten years. The kid is like ten years old and shit. No shit. Yeah, I mean, he at first he was pissed. There's a lot of there's <laughs> a lot of advantages to having kids when you're young, for sure. Because then then when you're like when you're like in your forties, they're old, and you you're still young enough to kind of do fun shit. Yeah, I mean, seeing like you know Anderson, Jose have their kids, like it made me at the time wish that I had a kid at the same time. And they could all be friends growing up right. and stuff, you know. The Breezy's kids, they're so fucking cute. They're cute, funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Look like they're gonna be talented too. You know? They yeah. He might he might, he might even surpass his dad, and that's hard to do. Yeah, you exactly, know? exactly. That's a difficult task. Um, I wonder how I wonder how that would be like, like living in the sh- in the sh- like if your dad was a fucking beast. You know what I mean? Right. We know we know a couple people like that actually. Yeah, I don't want to mention any names, but we we know a couple people that like. If, I don't know. It must be must be difficult to have like a. Really, uh, yeah, a like really success, yeah, like a famous dad, yeah, especially a, in the same field that you're trying to do. Yeah, we don't think about that because we're always like more envious of like that's like my dad couldn't be less famous. Yeah, my dad could not be less famous. Yeah, it's like Jaden and Will, right? Right, you know, and he's, he seems like he's growing nicely into that role, you know, but he, yeah. But he'll never be from Philadelphia, born and raised, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? He'll never, hey, who knows? He could be on a show that's just as successful or or have a project that's just as successful but that is a very iconic thing to top it's it's the two favorite stories in america are growing up super underprivileged and growing up super privileged that's what i'm saying like like fresh prince of bel-air to like laguna beach you know what i'm saying because those are the the things that less like most people are kind of somewhere in the middle you know what i'm saying like we kind of have average level of struggle that's the thing I, i i think there is a lot of like you know the the middle class is like hard to sensationalize right right which sucks because that is what drives everything in america and 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 both sides too that's interesting like because a lot of 
a lot of the famous sitcoms have been middle class and they just make it super relatable i guess mm. like shit like fucking Ro- roseanne and cosby show i guess yeah, yeah like but uh i don't know Th- those even those two like there was something interesting about them because Cos- the cosby show what was cool was that we've never really seen black people in that light before right you know and right. roseanne was actually more like lower work lower class you know that's what true I mean? that wasn't really full-on middle class no. is a little lower middle, middle class, class is like uh full house right yeah even family they, matters house was kind of nice yeah i, I was th- <laughs> i was just thinking full house like they lived in san francisco maybe at that time full san francisco house, wasn't that as house was fucking nice right that was a nice house bro even at that time high san ceilings. francisco would have been fucking expensive but high that's why they had so many people living there that's yeah. why the house was so full <laughs> We're talking about all these sets like they're really right. real property. Like, that was a nice house. The square footage on that thing. Damn. I haven't watched a sitcom in a long time. I, I miss those family sitcoms where it's like cheesy and What's shit. What's up? What, what, you said you're uh, working on some I'm TV working, shit. I'm working on some TV shit. I can't talk about it right now, but it's going to be dope. I'm like Anybody watching this show that has any TV connections, I got a show called Chain Reaction. Oh, Look it dope. up on I YouTube. I love that show, by the Look way. Look it up on YouTube and fucking... Put it on TV, man. Like, help help me out. You know what I mean? It's one of the, it was one of the best food show concepts. It's literally you reviewing fast food chains. Fast food, yeah. Or even just, I, I want to go, I, I want to do another season and step it up to, like, Chili's, TGI Fridays, yeah. Red Lobster. Well, I love that because it's like you see all these food shows and you're like, oh, that place seems great. Like, when will I ever eat there? Right, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? It, it, it's crazy. I mean, because it's like even if I'm on tour in a different city, it's it's these places you got to get like crazy reservations yeah. months ahead doing it doing a review show on chain react on chain restaurants is more it's, it's sim- more similar to doing like an album review because we can all listen to the album right and we form or a movie we watch it we form our own opinions and we see how ours differs or whatever with with the person but I, I'm, I'm mostly just trying to be funny on it you know what I'm, right, saying? I'm mostly right. just trying to make it entertaining and funny but if y'all watch this working TV chain reaction let's do something with that guys. yeah Put Let's that shit do. on the. the we air. can expand that shit into different um, chain restaurants in the world. We'll never run. You never run out, really. You yeah, know? and you can go to the same spots in different regions and see the different items. Exactly. So chain reaction. Um, yo, Wax, thank you for coming on the show, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's always uh, good to see you. I love you, bro. Love um, you too. We're gonna we're gonna do some more music together too. And we've been kind of yeah, we haven't done that in a long time. Oh, can I promote my music? Oh too? yeah, yeah, we haven't done that. Do that right now. I'm, this summer, I'm putting out songs every Friday. I was doing two every Friday. I think I might just go back to one. I think I'm I'm not sure, but every Friday I'm gonna at least put out one song. Uh, look me up on Spotify. I'm going to drop this in a couple days, too, so this be great. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, look up. There might be some other people. Like, Wax is a fucking common name. You know what's funny? I told you Wax is like an OG singer in Korea. Yeah, and if you look up her on Google Play, my new songs are on there. Are you serious? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fucking, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm finally getting some more hits right. now. Again. <laughs> people are like, oh, she's really spitting some bars. I, I met her, actually. Really? Yeah, I have a manager in Korea that I, I, when I go out there, he takes me around, and he's friends with that woman well there's a punk rock band from southern california called wax and i and the the guy who sang for them is a stand-up comedian he's always at the laugh factory and shit now i know him and both of us have had experiences where like we do a show and people come to see the other one oh wow really yeah i've had several experiences like that well you know what i had a dude come up to me in uh in houston at the end of the show and he was like why didn't you do any songs from blah 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 and like said one of their albums 
And I was like, I don't, what are you talking about? And he, he sat through my whole show and didn't even realize <laughs> it was a different fucking, he was like, you really changed your sound. <laughs> I've met two of the several waxes that are out there and they're stand up people. Uh, I gotta, maybe the waxes. It's, maybe it's, it's fate with me and this girl, you know, <laughs> what's she, what's she all about? The home, uh, you know, what's so funny. Uh, the the homies that run ain't nobody cool like it's like a clothing brand yeah, yeah, and they make that. like parody designs and stuff. I follow them on Instagram. Yeah, they made this fake flyer of uh, of a show with and it called it the Keith Keith show and it's all the Keiths like Keith Ape Keith um um what's the country Keith, dude uh, Cool Keith Keith Cool Keith Toby Keith Toby Keith That's funny. <laughs> it's a flyer with all That's the funny. Keiths. It's like a fake show that they just made, but uh yeah, it's hilarious. Um, yo, Wax, thank you. Look out for the music. Wax is back. Yeah. <laughs> Wax is back. He never left, but he's back yeah. for sure now. Uh, tune in next week for another episode of Fun With Dumb. Yee, peace.